اقرا يا ابراهيم يور لايف اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ثم جعل نسله من سلاله من مهين ثم سواه ونفخ فيه من روحه وجعلكم السمع والبصار والأفئدة قليلا ما تشكرون وقالوا وإذا ضللنا في الأرض أئنا لفي خلق جديد بل هم بلقاء ربهم كافرون قل يتوفاكم ملك الموت الذي وكل بكم ثم إلى ربكم ترجعون ولو ترى إذ المجرمون ناكسوا رؤوسهم ناكسوا رؤوسهم عند ربهم ربنا ربنا بصرنا وسمعنا فرجعنا نعمل فرجعنا نعمل صالحا إنا موقنون ولو شئنا لآتينا كل نفس هداها ولكن حق القول مني لأملأن جهنم من الجنة من الجنة والناس أجمعين فذوقوا بما نسيتم لقاء يومكم هذا إنا نسيناكم وذوقوا عذاب بما كنتم تعملون جزاك الله خير جزاك الله خير السلام عليكم افتساب Oh, salam, man. Those, that background is different, man. What's... So, you know, I, I want to make you feel that I was speaking out of haram, you know, give you the Makkah look. <laughs> I got this plain background in my back, so if the viewers want to ship me something so I can put on my back wall, because I got to... People like you who are so pure and so original don't need a backdrop. <laughs> you know what I mean? We got to fit in. We got to make places look, you know, resemble other places. So, alhamdulillah, Mufti Sahib. We can, you hear me? can you hear me properly? I can hear you perfect, clear, crystal clear, Mufti Sahib. I can see you. You're looking great. Yeah, you look, that bracket looks good though. Let's get right into it, inshallah. Oh, Mufti Sahib, so we are going into Surah Ma'idah. This is the, the, the this is all about the food stuff. <laughs> the Surah Ma'idah, Mufti Sahib. So, um, let's, I'll, I'll let you start, Mufti Sahib. Um, as in the six Jews, there is a lot of things that are happening, but it has a very interesting um, beginning, right? It starts off with like a very strong message. Very, uh, you know, uh, very few Jews start with a la, no, yeah. right? Yeah. So this this Jew starts with la yuhibbullahu al-jahra bil-su'i min al-qawli illa man dhulim. Well, why is this? Why? Like, what's going on here, Mufti Sahib? So let's, uh, so there's basically, how many, in a 13-line Quran, there's two, four, six, about six pages left of Surah An-Nisa in the first, in the sixth Jews, right? And then Surah Ma'idah starts. So it's probably better that 
we discuss anything we want to discuss of Surah An-Nisa before we jump into Surah Ma'idah. So um, even then, even though there's two surahs and one juz, it's an interesting correlation. It starts and ends almost the same way. So this it starts with لا يحب الله الجهر بالسوء من القول إلا من ظلم. Right? Beautiful, beautiful verse. Allah says Allah does not like someone who expresses their sins through their speaking about it, through their acting, through publicly talking about it, whatever made whatever way it may be, by publicizing a sin or an evil act, Allah says Allah does not like that, except for the one who is oppressed. So who's expressing the who's telling people and publicizing the oppressor? That's a different story. Yeah. Allah is the all-hearing, all-knowing. Now, what's an interesting part of this ayah, Allah does not say, لا يحب الله السوء. Allah does not say, Allah does not like you know, evil. Can you see me, Bajan? I can see you perfect. Allah does not say, um, he, Allah does not like evil. Allah says, Allah does not like the one who expresses his or her sin. And that's a beautiful thing because as human beings, we are, we're all gonna, we're, we are bound to commit sins. But we have to understand we can never unapologetically start committing sins. Where mm-hmm. we don't even realize We're doing something. The worst sin or the worst act is when you're doing something and you don't even realize what you're doing is wrong. And even worse than that is when you're doing that wrong thing that, that is in dis- disobedience of Allah and now you're doing it publicly, right? Mm-hmm, and I want to, if you if you allow me, Bajan, I mean, I can I ta- autonomy of the sub, no, no, no yellow card, no red card, nothing to you today. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get done by nine fifty-five. I gotta jump into another one, right? So, but um, this is an interesting point. Where are you going nine fifty-five? Yo, we'll move to, where are you going nine fifty-five? I mean, can I keep that a secret? No, no, I, I'm, I'm not gonna let you keep a secret because you know you need my permission. What's going on? Where are you going? <laughs> oh man, I'll write a permission slip at the end of this at the end of the call. Okay, I'll ask you. <laughs> so, so um, I was saying that, that it's an interesting thing that Allah is saying that He does not like sins that are openly done. So, there's a hadith of the Prophet where the Prophet says, "Kullu ummati mu'af." Every single one of my ummatis, anyone in my ummah who does any sin is forgiven, illa al-mujahirin, except for the one who does jihar. And the Prophet was asked, what does, what does jihar mean? What does jihar mean? Jahara mean? It's the same word over here, la yuhibbullahu jahar. Same three root letters over here. And he used the, the ism fa'il of it, the one who does jihar. So the Sahaba said, Ya Rasulullah, what does jihar mean? And then he said, wa inna min al-mujaharati. And he said, one example. So there's different types of jihar. But one example of jihar is, an ya'mal ar-rajulu bil-layli amal. ثم يصبح وقد صدره الله فيقول يا فلان عملت البارحة كذا وكذا وكذا وقد بات يستره ربه ربه ويصبح يكشف ستر الله عنه سبحان الله. He says. Where's the audience? Oh come on. But then two things you gotta stop doing. The wahwa thing. No three things. The wahwa thing. Please let's do one thirty minute episode without an example of a spouse. Because I don't. I know you do that intentionally. And the third thing is leave my turban alone because it's not flying anywhere. Okay, so um, okay. let's just this just for twenty five you know, minutes. I read, a, I, read, I read a comment yesterday that said, you know, this is stand up tafsir. You know, stand up comedy, stand up tafsir. This is Muaz Hadi. We're getting back later. Let's go ahead. <laughs> so um, so let's let's keep my imam on my head. But jihad, he says, an example of jihad is that a person does something at night. You know, in his room or her room, no one knows what what they did. Allah hid their sins. 
Imam Shafi rahimahullah says there's there's always a scholarly debate over what is the greatest ni'mah of Allah. And he said his according to him, he says, the, the greatest ni'mah of Allah to me is the fact that Allah hid my sins. Bajan, what's that poem? Oh, yeah. You testing me, huh? I'm testing you, man. Tantalizing me. Okay, let me translate. So Imam Shafi in this poem, he says that to me, the greatest ni'mah of Allah is the fact that he is satarul ayub. He hides our sins. There's more than 100 people watching you today. How much? There are 300 people watching Mufti Sahib. They all want to see... The the Mufti Sab, Allama Mufti Sab. <laughs> why why do you have to numbers don't matter? Why do you have to say that for? Like I I'm talking you know, to you. Honestly, your reaction. Well, honestly, you know what you I did? You know what I did? I'm not even looking at you anymore. Because every time I look at you, I'm laughing now. So I'm I turn I change the screen. I honestly I can't do it. I can't do a straight face. So um so uh, Imam Shafi'i said, Wallahi law alimu qabiha sarirati. Wallahi, if people knew. How evil I am, and what I, how the, the the evil secrets of my of myself, the sins I do. People would not even stop to say salam to me. Oh Allah, you have hidden my sins, and you have made me praiseworthy in the entire universe. Until everyone is my brother. So this act over here of jihad, the Prophet is saying, one act of jihad is. A person does something and Allah hides their sin and then he gets up the next morning and he says, you know what I did yesterday? I did this and I did that and I did this. And so, had... so now we're talking about social media. Exactly. Everything happens on social media. There's so much jihad. Can you give us advice when someone is doing something, they want to do their snap, Instagram. Do you have any social media platform of this or are you still living in the 80s? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, no social media platform. No. Okay, mashallah, you're a very social person. You're some introvert type of person. Is that what you are? <laughs> No, I got real friends, not fake friends on social media. But yeah, go ahead. Give us advice that people who have the you know the urge to post everything they do on social media, how do they tame the urge? Habibi, I think, but Jen, the thing is, we if you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, right? So for example, on social media, either you have people posting their like their acts of sin, or oh, I have a cigar in my mouth, or I'm here, I'm here, or my, you know, sharing location. The moment you do that, you are committing all three types of jihad. Like Ibn Hajr says, there's three types of jihad. And all three, one is doing a sin publicly. Second is telling someone you did a sin. And third mm. is doing fakhr over the sin. Like I both. So one is, we shouldn't do sins publicly. So one yeah. is, that's the first type of jihad. The second type of jihad is after committing the sin, maybe you weren't doing it publicly, you did it privately. You told someone about that sin. That's a second type. And the third type is that you are boasting about the sin you committed. And unfortunately, social media made it easy for us to do all three in one platform, right? Well, we're doing there, there's, there's going to be a lot of this discussion coming out in this juz. But what do we, what do we find um, a balance now? A lot of things, the balance, you know, like some people want to talk about, you know, it says in the next verse says, Now, now we have to come to a balance. I want to I want to go, go the next ayah, but I want to leave the audience with one beautiful statement. I don't want to I don't want to move on until I say it. Ibn Hajar, who is the the Sharih of uh, Bukhari Fathul Badi, he says, "Man qasada idhar al maasiya wal mujahara aghdar aghdar rabbahu falam yasturhu." The one who himself or herself 
exposes their sins, he makes his, his Lord angry, and now the next time that person does sins, Allah will expose that person, right? In the one who always does commits a sin but he's shy and he feels bad and doesn't tell no one about that sin, then Allah bestows him with the divine blessing of hiding that person's sins. And wallahi, we know as parents, we know as human beings, if our children knew the sins that we committed, if our spouses knew, if our friends knew, this is the great name of Allah that we our, our sins are hidden. So this first ayah talks about this, and then it goes on to the next ayah. So my my I, I want to before the next ayah, I want to extend my my thoughts on this. I don't want too long. I mean, you're very concise. You know, I speak volume in few words. You know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> um, what I want to say is that if you know someone is sinning, man satara akhi. You know, man satara Muslim, man satara Allahu yawm al qiyamah. Anyone that hides a sin of his a brother or sister, Allah will hide their mistakes. So even though someone is exposing their sins, you don't have the right to talk about their sins publicly. Let's go ahead, Muftisa. What's the next discussion? You want to tell me about it? The next discussion. Can you see me, Bajan? I can see you perfectly like the full moon, Muftisa. So, Bajan, I want to ask the audience. This is an interesting surah Maida, and one of my students he brought this up today. Uh, amazing, Hassan. I'm not seeing enough activity on Facebook. So, I saw the Facebook audience to comment, to um, chip in, to share some love, and make Muftisab feel special. Of course, <laughs> YouTube is doing well. So, here it is. Um, in this in this surah Surah Al Maida, um, in Surah Al Bajan, tell them what Surah what does Maida mean. It's tablecloth. Tablecloth. It's about it's so you can for sure in this surah there's there's mention about food. So we'll get to whatever's it. on the tablecloth. Move this up. Whatever you put on the tablecloth is gonna be mentioned in the surah. That's what <laughs> it is. That's it. we're gonna talk about that. So in this surah, there is an interesting uh, number of times Allah mentions Ya ayyuhalladina amanu. Hmm. All those who believe. Ya ayyuhalladina amanu. Abdullah bin Mas'ud on who says someone asked a, a, a nasiha advice to Abdullah bin Mas'ud. He says, give me advice. Give me some type of, give me a, a powerful advice. He said, listen, every single time in the Quran you hear, Ya ayyuhalladina amanu fari'iha sam'ak, fa'innahu khayrun ya'muru bihi aw sharrun yanha bihi, yunha anhu. He says that every time you hear the ayah, Ya ayyuhalladina amanu, pay attention now. Give it your full, both of your ears, hear it with every limb of your body, because in this next part of this verse, there's going to be some khayr that you're going to be told to do, some good act that Allah is commanding you, or there's going to be some prohibition that's better for you to stay away from. So in the entire Quran, we will ask, I mean, I, we don't have time, but no this time. is the question you can take back. How many times does Ya Ayyuhaladin Amanu come? In the entire Quran, it comes um, 88 times, 88 times. And in this surah, almost 20% of the times of the entire Quran is in this surah. Wow, times, I, did not, I did not know that. 16, wow. 16 times mentioned in the surah. 16 wow. times. So basically you went through Baqarah, you went to a first juz, second juz, third juz, fourth juz, fifth juz, where your iman is being built up, your a'mal is being built up. And now Allah is saying, now you have iman, you know you're going to go through tests, this, that. Now listen to what's, what I'm telling you to do. So that's, whenever I think of surah Ma'idah, I think of Ya Ayyuhaladina Aminu, the surah of Ya Ayyuhaladina Aminu. That's one thing. Muftisab. Um, you know, before we when decide, there's a lot of discussion of the Ahl Kitab. So much Ahl Kitab discussion. Can you tell us the two views that Ahl Kitab have? There is that, you know, there is a, um, um, if uh, Yahud have a position and the Christians have a position. 
and both of these positions and their their dialogue in the ideology is discussed and what makes us different. I don't understand the question, Bajan. So you know how the you know the Christians in the Quran we have the Jews. Right? We we killed Isa ibn Maryam, Rasulullah. We killed him. And the other side, the So we what, have the, what, what's the, the, the variation between the two? The variation is extremely two extremes. One kills prophets and one elevates prophets to being the son of God. What is that called? How is that and how is that how are we different than that? So that's a good question, Bajan. So Early in the Jews, Allah says, "La taghlufi dinikum." La taghlufi dinikum. Do not, do not go over the overboard. Do not be, do not go over the boundaries. Cross the limits in your deen. So there's some people that, that for example, the, in the in the Christian faith, we believe that Isa salam is a noble prophet of Allah. You know, born with miracle, right? We believe that. But then there's this imbalance where you've taken one thing and you've taken to the, now he's divine or he's you know, and we believe that's power. Yeah, that's and then you have the in the other side you have the the faith that oh you know this happened this was not a miracle of the Ahli Kitab right so what's the wasata are we are taught to be balanced a balanced nation balance between family balance between deen balance with our aqaid balance with our adab so for example I'll give you an example so if I if I walk into the room. Right, and you know we have people sitting down. Now, on one extreme is your teacher walks in, is you know you just get up and just oh move out of the way, like yeah he's here, stand like soldiers. That's too much. That's the ghulu fit din. Don't yeah. do that, but the next time you see me, I, I saw you do that before. I saw you do that before. <laughs> so you know, like, like you know, if you're standing outside, that's that's ghulu. All right. At the <laughs> same time, someone someone older walks in. Someone with, with a scholar walks in, and then you're sitting down on the floor with your legs stretched out and don't even move. That's on the other side of the of no the other spectrum. No, you, no, that's like no. You can't say there's no respect, but outwardly there's no respect shown, right? Oh. So we need to just somehow we can't say that they don't have respect in their heart. We need to figure out a balance, right? Okay, so I, I'm gonna come back to the balance in a second. But now we're in Maida. In Maida, right away we know it's food. So now it's interesting. I, I, um, can I have your permission, Muftizab? I, I raise my hand. It does it. You know, so we have, you know, we have, um, we have two, um, two verses. Actually, this whole page is talks about food in Surah Maida, and isn't it like what food is one of the, you know, what we eat, what our intake is, what our body is going to react, the types of food we're going to eat, the fatty food, the glucose, the fructose, and all the unhealthy. Don't laugh. Those are big words, man. I didn't know you know those words. I look at the dictionary. I try to find the biggest words. You know. But uh, the reality is, there are people who just eat everything. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about what's haram, what's halal in the food. So what we're taking into our body, our bodies stay healthy. So that's happening in the same page. And if you think about COVID-19, it was, I'm not going to go into the, the conspiracy theorists, but we don't understand that this was having to do with uh, a diet that was kind of happening in some part of the world. But in the other part of this uh, surah, Allah speaks about you know hygiene. Can you imagine food and hygiene? These two things are highly vital and crucial in our well-being. And they're being talked about in Maida. Think about, Allah is talking about, you know, washing your face. Uh, you know, The verses of wudu are right here. Right? The whole command of wudu is right here. So now everyone's cautious. Wash your hands, sanitize, wear a mask. And Islam has always had this positive approach of hygiene. 
Look at what Islam says, Mufti Sahib. Like, it's not, Islam is not telling us to wash our hands today. Islam has been telling us for 1400 years, before you eat, when you wake up in the morning, don't touch anybody till you wash your hands. Because you don't know, people, they might be hiding their hands somewhere, some, you know, where the, where the, when the moon don't, or the sun don't shine. So we have people wake up in the morning, you wash your hands. You know, so the first thing Islam teaches is What did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala send to the Prophet sallallahu The second surah, can you believe this? Right, I, I have a hard time to say Muslims are filthy. Astaghfirullah. What is the second verse that was, second surah that was revealed? Ya ayyuhal muddathir, qum fa'andhir, wa rabbaka fa'kabbir, wa thiyabaka So in the surah, there's the, 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 the healthy, positive energy, the food that comes in, and also the external aspect of it, of washing your body and keeping it pure. You want to set, it's all happening in Maida. And while we're in this COVID-19, we're experiencing this, but it is important that when we wash our faces, wash our hands, we understand the concept of Islam. This book is a manual, not just for salah, prayer, or, you know, it's a manual for even hygiene and our, our diet. Everything is in here. Please let's shed some light on this, Mufti Sahib. So there's, what's interesting is, the, one of the, so Surah Ma'idah, according to many Mufassirin, is a la, one of the last, or the last surah revealed. Mm. In the I, I, I don't know if you, I, 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 I didn't talk about this, Mufti What is the last verse revealed? I, I, I debate with you at that one. Oh, okay. What do, you think, what do you think the other one was? The other one, you tell me. Yeah, okay, that's no. also there too, yeah. They say, Mufti Sahib, the last verse that was regarding ahkam. So you're Mufti, that's why you're all into the ahkam stuff. So this is the last verse, And think about it, right? The last, One of the last verses of the Quran, it's about, it's in the middle of food. Yeah, so I want to just shine some light on that. So we talk a lot, a lot of Mufassirin, when they talk about Ma'idah, when you open the, the like if you open any tafsir of Ma'idah, one of the a lot of time will be spent on the ayah al yom akmatulakum dinakum, right? Mm -hmm. and, and and it's really a powerful ayah. It's about the completion of deen. But if we see the placement of this ayah, remember the placement of ayat in the Quran are not coincidental. Oh, yeah. They're there for a reason. If Alim comes first, it's a reason. Hakim comes after. If Samia comes first, it, there's a reason for that. It's not just it's there for no reason, right? And if we see the placement of this great ayah, we find that. It's right in the middle where Allah says, I have completed your deen for you and I have decided for you that deen Islam is the way of your life. And this is one of the last ayahs revealed. And Umar al-Khattab says, that's the day of our Eid when this ayah was revealed, right? Yeah, the Jew asked him. The Jew said to Umar al-Khattab, We will make this day Eid. So Umar al-Khattab said, oh, just for the record, it was revealed on a Friday. It was revealed on the 9th of Arafah. And that is, a, it was revealed in Hajjat al-Wada'ah. So it was three Eids back to back. Back to back to take back. That, take that, Mufti Sahib. Yeah, exactly. So now, but what, it comes in the middle. It comes in the Why do you have to say take that for? I mean, are you mad at me? No, you know, I'm getting excited when, I, when I'm talking to you, Mufti Sahib. Okay. <laughs> you know, sometimes I, I'm sitting here pretending like you're the only one I'm speaking to. I try to be, you know, I'm just... Just trying to enjoy it. Don't be honest, man. You're looking at the numbers, right? You're looking at the the, the you're looking at the shares, the comments. I can't even see that here, right? I can only see you. What's up? I, the only thing I look at that you know in numbers is my bank balance. You know, my wife <laughs> spending my money. Again, your wife. Again, twenty five minutes without mentioning your wife, please. Oh, sorry about that. You know. Okay, right. okay khalas. So it, this ayah comes right in between two things. One is the food that we eat, and second is our hygiene. And both are so important. And now we see that both are so important in COVID-19 because 
you know, there's, if you're eating bad food, your immune system gets messed up. And if your immune system is not good, then you have a higher chance of contracting the virus, right? So my, and I end with this because I have two minutes left. I'm not going to get into the debate of halal and haram. And what you, I'm just going to say this one thing. You know how careful we are when we when we see a pop up on our screen, just you know, win ten million dollars or win a you know win a tr trip to Hawaii and just put your credit card number in, put your email address in. You know we are so quick to press X. We won't even waste a second on that. You know anything like that? Like it's it's just too good to be true. Forget about it. Hey, it's just you know it's a scam. It's a scam, right? So we have to have some of that feeling when we walk into some restaurant or you see some. If it's if it's halal or the box is halal on it, no, have some sort of diligent, like be diligent with that, just like we're diligent with these pop-ups on our screens for money, right? So how careful we are with our money that we're not going to put our credit card number or just our name out there. Similarly, we should be diligent about the food we eat. Just be a little bit more careful. Not only from the halal aspect, also from the healthy aspect. Both aspects, halal and healthy. Just because it says halal, step on it. Just both aspects. Allah says, you know, I have made things for halal for you. So today, our fo the food that we eat, we are seeing now that children who are eating, you know, salty, sweetie foods, uh, you know, we know that it has an effect on their bodies. Imagine eating food, whether it's intentional or unintentional, that is not halal. Imagine eating food, chicken and beef and cattle that is killed in a, in a haram manner, or it's gone, it, it's it, the, the, the animal is suffering or it's already dead before we eat it. We have to be a little bit careful. Of course, I'm on, that's so that's the first thing. Yeah, I, 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 I don't want to do, prolong this because people are going to start throwing out food from their fridge. So we don't want no, to do don't, that. Don't, again, yeah. again, that's ghulu. Okay. And with the story, you know, like last year, it was Eid al-Adha. I'm getting a phone call. My my phone's blowing up. And I don't think I told you this, Bajan. So um, I finally pick up the phone. I said, what's wrong with this guy? You know, he's, about to he's talking, he's whispering. Like we're blowing up, right? And I'm on the same screen. That doesn't right sound. That doesn't sound right. Don't use the word blow. It gets me scared. Okay, so good. just say the word. Your phone was exploding or something. That's even no. no you can't use that word. Any other word um, other than exploding and blowing. My phone was going crazy. Okay, and 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 I pick up the phone. I say, and the guy's talking. Like, I'm like, whispering. I'm like, oh, I don't know who this person is. I have to ask you a very important question. I said, what is it? He said, I came all the way to Oklahoma from Dallas, and I'm at someone's house to eat some food, and the food is haram. What should I do? I said, how do you know the food's haram? You're a guest. You're not even supposed to ask when you're a guest, homie. You know, I mean, you're a guest. You just eat when you're a guest. Restaurant plays a different story. That's ghulu. Yeah. So I, I said, he said, no, I just, I, I asked, you know, I had suddenly I asked somebody um, where they got the food from, where the meat from. They told me from the store. So I said, that's it. It says halal. He said, but I called the store from the washroom. And I, and I, I said, where'd, where'd you get the meat from? And they said, oh, we get it from this farm. And it's halal. So I said, okay, you got it. That's halal now. What else did you do? But then I called the farm. Oh my God. All right. And I found out it's it's not halal. What should I do? I said, okay, khalas. Then just don't eat it. Let everybody else eat it. You know what he said? He said, I'm the only guest here. What should I do? You know? And I said, brother, now what? You have to suffer because you put yourself through this. Yeah, that's extreme. I can't do anything for you. Don't don't call me for the washroom next time. Asking me this question again. You put yourself through this. So now, so at on one end, we have to be you know, careful when walking to a restaurant in Dearborn, just eating, we have to verify. At the other hand, when someone invites us to their house, so this 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 surah is about ma'ida bara food. 
be careful what we eat because what we eat is what is you are what you eat. Our actions, our amal, our ibadat will be a summary of that. But then I have to leave now. Jazakallah khair for everyone who's tuning in. I gotta go. I gotta. I gotta run the last part, man. You took all my time, man. This is the last part, man. You're running. Mufti said, hold it. But Jan, let me leave. You continue. I want you to hear me. You gotta hear. Listen to You gotta listen to me, man. Your older brother. So, Mufti Sab, look what it says. It says in the end of the surah. Where the Ahlul Kitab say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has locked hands. Meaning they're calling Allah stingy. That's very offensive. Imagine someone calls your parents stingy. Your, our parents move to side. What was going to happen? We'll roll up our sleeves, right? So, I wouldn't. Uh, no, you have that forgiving. MashaAllah. But you know, people get offended. This such blasphemy that they're, they're, they're accusing, they're calling Allah stingy. Allah says, Ghulat Aidihim. No, no, their hands have been locked up. So there's this extreme accusation upon Allah who's pure. Subhanallah. And I want, I'm not going to go into the whole discussion of how they're speaking and how disrespectful the discussion is, but I want to go to the next verse, right? How does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deal with people who are disrespectful to Allah and how compassionate Allah is with them? You know, like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed our brothers from the Jewish community, our sisters from the Jewish community and, and our neighboring um, faiths, Christians, they 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 might feel, you hear this, right? Islam hates us, right? Islam is our enemy. But if you look at the way the Quran speaks about the Jews and the Christians, there's Ya Bani Israel, and they speak about Musa. There's so much love and so much compassion. The Christians and the Jews, they believe and they follow the, and do the righteous deeds. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the right fundamentals of faith, Allah gives them Jannah. There is no, uh, Allah is not offended. Allah is not taking it personal. Check this out. Allah is saying, Ahl Kitab. Who is Ahl Kitab, Mufti Sahib? The people of the book. Christians and the Jews. Yeah. The, the, they are the people who are making these blasphemies on Isa salam and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? Allah says, if they just fix up their act a little bit, the fearful, I'm ready to forgive the sins. And plus that, this is after a verse they called Allah stingy. Can you believe that? It's crazy. Allah said, I'll give you paradise. You know, which brother and sister doesn't want good in this world? So Allah says, calm down, brother. I'll give you this too in this world. Next, next verse. If they were to follow the Old Testament and the New Testament. And what was sent from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to them. Ay Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. These Allah will feed these people. They will eat from above and beneath. Meaning there will be there will be an abundance of blessings for these people. Then Allah says, There has to be a balanced approach to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Balanced approach to religion. And I feel like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us that privilege in the ummah of Rasulullah. We are a balanced ummah. We love the Prophet, but Prophet is not God. Right, Mufti Sahib? Yep. We praise him, we seek his intercession, and we respect Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we seek all his help from him. And this is the way Allah speaks in the surah, the food, the, the, the way the Christian, the Jews speak to Allah, and then Allah, for how Allah is ready to forgive them. Such a beautiful surah. But then, inshallah, we'll talk to the audience tomorrow, inshallah. Mufti Sahib, take care. Are you still going to tell me where you're going? Assalamu alaikum, Bajan. All right, assalamu alaikum.